0: This is the Accidental Safety Pro brought to you by Vivid Learning Systems and the Health and Safety Institute. This is a special edition of the podcast recorded April 24th, 2020. My name is Jill James, Vivid's chief safety officer, and today I'm joined by Lorraine Martin, president and CEO of the National Safety Council. This is Lorraine's second time on the podcast, having joined us on episode 37 for a live recording at the 2019 National Safety Congress and Expo in San Diego. The National Safety Council is the nation's leading safety advocate, and earlier this week, the NSC announced an effort to help employers create safe workplaces in a post-coronavirus world. The effort is called SAFER, Safe Actions for Employee Returns. Lorraine, welcome back to the show.
1: Uh, Jill, thank you for having me.
0: So, Lorraine, what, um, what is SAFER, other than what the acronym I just, I just talked about, what does it mean?
1: Yeah, thank you. Safer really is an initiative that was begun by the National Safety Council but has now been joined by a variety of organizations across our nation really to help employers understand what's going to be most important now and probably for months and maybe even years to come to ensure that their workplaces are safe for their employees, safe for their customers, um, and that they can resume the operations they need so that America can come back up and get its engine running. So It really um, is about industry helping industry, government coming together, ensuring that we have a central location for the best practices, practices perhaps that have actually been tested out perhaps around the globe, since some of um, these companies are global and they've come up and and been able to put some of these things through trial and error um, in other locations and and really refine them um, and enable us to create what we're calling sort of generic playbooks, Hmm. various different Um, industry sectors to enable them to have the best possible understanding and practices of how they're going to help their employees navigate and their workplace be safe.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and you had mentioned that you have some, you have some partners that's been, that have been part of this. Can you talk about, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like what kind of companies are making up this um, partnership or are you calling it a task force or how does that work? It's a task force,
1: yes. Um, So we, you know, certainly have um, gotten lots of calls and offers from some of the largest sort of fortune, fortune 500 household names, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. They have come, you know, knocking at the door and said, we have practices. We do not consider in this case, safety to be proprietary. Mm-hmm. This is something that we want to share and make sure that other companies, especially small and mid mid-sized that are in the same kind of business as we are, that they have the benefit of, of our learning and this can be all the way from mcdonald's to uber to bnsf to um, folks like walgreens who really uh, again have global operations and they've really uh, been in the forefront of understanding how to how to navigate some of this new health situation and health uh, public health related issues that we now find in our workplace but in addition mm-hmm. to the sort of you know kind of household names and and large companies We also are partnering with the CDC and NIOSH as part of the task force, Mm -hmm. and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, which gives us then that great reach
0: to
1: the voice of industry here in the United States.
0: Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So you mentioned playbooks, and you mentioned playbooks by industry, and I'm sure that many of our listeners, safety and health professionals around the United States, their ears just perked up about that. So can you talk a little bit about um, what's the timeline for these playbooks? And are there any other deliverables as well that you're working? Yeah, on? Yeah,
1: thank you. And we just formed the task force, we, we put out the uh, press release, I think, two days ago. So thank mm-hmm. you for having us on so quickly, uh, mostly so that we can see if there are others that would like to contribute. And, you know, we have gotten, you know, literally dozens of employees practices and playbooks. Um, provided to us so that we can start to call them into more generic practices um, and very specifically address sort of generally what should workplaces be doing now and in the future. And then um, what are some of these sort of sector unique things that you need for construction or you need in transportation for drivers and, and handling of packaging. And uh, so there will be some unique guidelines uh, for each of the sectors. We're going to begin to start have material out on the nsc.org slash safer beginning next week. So that's the, uh, the final week of April. And then all the way through May, there'll be a schedule for releasing some more of the materials um, and more of the guidelines. In addition to, to addressing you know, the standard workplace policies and procedures we need, we'll also have materials on things like mental health in the workplace as a mm-hmm. result of, of this you know, sort of traumatic event that not only our employees, but our companies and their leadership have all gone through uh some things having to do with sort of hr policy and and even where we can um how to look at things like workers comp so all of these things that every company will be wrestling with we would like to try to sort of lessen the burden on all of us looking at and exploring the same topics and provide a place where you can have sort of some templates and some guidelines of whatever you need to do uniquely for your environment and for your risk you at least have some place to
0: start yeah, right. So that everyone isn't burdened with trying to reinvent the wheel, so to speak, um, in a time where really we are inventing it. But you know, we're coming together as a as a nation of employers to help one another. Uh, so, Lorraine, it sounds like it, um, the playbooks that you're putting together. You said you'll start releasing some of them next week, but you're also continuing to look for. Um, more to come your way from, from specific industry sectors. Is that correct if someone wants to offer up their their playbook?
1: Absolutely. We would welcome that with open arms. And okay. you can you know, come to us at, at nsc.org and just uh, let us know on that page. You can also see where, if you'd like to play, either to contribute um, and, of course, to, to use some of the resources. And uh, as we said, that will get populated uh, more richly over the next uh, month or so.
0: Right, right. And so the um, the um, the culling, if you will, of the playbooks and putting them together, that is that being done um, by this task force you put together in combination with um, the thinkers at NSC? Or how does that piece work? You've got
1: it. Okay. So we've we've started some of that and many of the task force members have have already offered some of their their uh, safety experts to be um, not only reviewers, but collaborators on creating the material. Um, it's just been absolutely amazing. Not only, you know, how ready, readily folks offered up their material, but to say here, here's my person here. He helped, he helped build our policy or she was on the forefront of implementing our policy. Yeah. Um, you know, here's their names. Let them, let us know how we can help.
0: Yeah. Um, Fab- amazing. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, you were right. You know, you said earlier that safety isn't proprietary and it never has been. You know, our our, our professional practice, that's always been one thing that's true about all of us. We're all so willing to share um, with one another. And um, boy, it's sure, certainly being exemplified right now. It is. Yeah. So Lorraine, there are state and national discussions about restarting the economy do you think those discussions are focused on on the right things right now, or what's the conversation that NSC is having around that?
1: Yeah, no that's a great question and And every state and every local government has got to do what's right for their people for right right for what's going on in their location since this this pandemic is not you know it's not constant across all locations or and and even all industries. So it's really important that those decisions and those discussions be done. Um, locally, and where they're, and and with the relevance of what is happening for, for that area. But that makes it challenging for companies to, to yeah. to some degree, because many of them are in multiple locations, mm-hmm. the U.S. and, as I said before, global. So, usually we like things to be done uniformly. You know, when we think of public health or even safety recommendations, and this is one where, we really do have to sort of, um, uh, take it at the right speed and time for what's going on in a given area. At the same time, I would say no matter where a location is or where a local government has chosen to you know, put in policies or restrictions, now is the time for us all to be talking about what are the right ways for us to come back up safely or to enable our current workforce that is working um, in critical infrastructure to work safely as we move forward. So at, just as you always want to be prepared for a crisis ahead of time, you know, you hope it never happens, but you've got all your playbooks and you know how you'd handle it. We need to right now, Ensure we've got our ways of handling coming back to work full force, bringing up some of the industries that have had to shut down and shelter uh, to ensure we do that safely. And now is the time, regardless of of local restrictions and the and the differentiation of that across our nation, being ready is is the responsibility for us all.
0: Yeah, it, it, exactly. And and it sounds like many of these organizations, the critical infrastructure, who have. Who have continued to work throughout this could also benefit from the playbooks that are being put together because everyone was trying has been trying to decide you know somewhat figure out on the fly how how to implement um, the safety hierarchy if you will and trying to figure out like what do we do and sometimes those pivots have been needing um, to have. You know develop daily, if not hourly, depending exactly. on what we yeah, depending on what we continue to learn and so these playbooks will be very valuable assets for um, those companies as well
1: absolutely and and we learn something every day not only about what is safe in this public health dynamic but also what the recommendations are from the scientists and 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 even how the disease itself progresses, so that there's nothing standing still here, and so safety recommendations and protocols you know have to have to move with that we did a survey pretty early on of all of our member companies and we have this rich sort of you know benefit of having sixteen thousand members that we can ask you know whatever we might need to know about something and it's going to be representative really across um u.s industry and we asked them all you know how many of them still had employees that were working in their traditional workspace they considered critical infrastructure was yeah 32 percent of the members had people still going to work. So a lot of us like you and me who are sitting in our homes, mm-hmm. we kind of can get that lost that you know many companies have had to weather through this and figure it out inch by inch. Yeah. Absolutely these playbooks are going to be, you know, uh, a broader set of learning, practices they may not have thought about, things that we've learned, you know, incrementally. Mhm. And one of the things that I know all of us are going to be interested in is how we can use some of the testing Uh, capabilities that eventually hopefully will be much more broadly available so that the workplace can also incorporate that into how uh, we come back up and run, how we consider who can come into the workplace, who should come into the workplace. This new understanding that a lot of the um, symptoms are not necessarily the only way for us to understand, including temperature, that someone might be infectious or sick is a is something that you know really that's a learning that's something we haven't known the whole time and Mm -hmm. puts the testing protocols and testing kits and testing resources so much more at the front of industry being able to come back up safely so we just Mm -hmm. recently separate from the safer initiative uh with about 50 different organizations put a a note into the federal government's task force under uh, vice president pence that said as testing materials are available Um, after we deal with, you know, highest priority for them, need to consider how workplaces are going to have them made available to them um, as we bring the workplaces back online.
0: Right. And I think we'll see that um, differentiate, like you had mentioned before, state by state, um, locality Mm -hmm. by locality as well. My home state, uh, which is Minnesota, um, just our governor did a call, which he's calling the Minnesota moonshot, um, (laughs) for the healthcare industries um, in my state, the University of Minnesota and the Mayo Clinic and other health partners to develop testing protocols to test um, 40,000 people, I believe it is a week. Um, which is which, which, will likely lead the nation. And so we have a lot to learn from that as well mm-hmm. and how that's going to trickle into, into employment settings um, too, as, as well as, um, you know, contact tracing. I think that'll be yeah. something that'll be coming on the forefront for all of us as well. And, you know, ways that NSC can help lead with that as well as lots of other organizations, like what will that look like for employers? Absolutely.
1: And we have seen industry um, lead in all kinds of things for our nation and employers have led for safety uh safety technologies safety protocols just standard safety um and made such huge huge um um, strides i am certain industry will do that here too and will be on the forefront of helping us bring the nation back online but be tools like testing or like tracking that are going to be really important for us to know how do we get them into the hands of employers who will do the right thing and make sure that uh, we do this safely but we there are some things we're gonna have to collaborate
0: on right right how do you how do you expect or what are you hearing from your stakeholders about expected timing and other protocols for reopening businesses across the country
1: yeah that's the million dollar question right Right? (laughs) when is it safe and and how are we going to do this and certainly if you turn on the news you're gonna you're gonna hear that you know within 10 minutes of, of the program um, you know, usually we do like things to cut uniform and we're all doing the same things and we know what the right answer is um, for uh, opening something up or going into operation. This really is going to have to be done uh, appropriate to the location, appropriate to the disease migration yeah. um, and over time, literally, and how it, it, it happens month over month over month. And then very specifically for the risk profile and the operation of the employer, mm-hmm. some industries where you know, asking for two human beings to be six feet apart is very challenging. I was talking to construction firm that's, you know, putting up drywall, you can't put it up by yourself, you know, and construction is considered to go forward. And they've had to figure out how do you, you know, enable those two employees to almost be elbow to elbow. Um, But there are other other situations where, you know, the timing and the protocols will be much more apparent for us office environments, well, they will be challenging um, Mm -hmm. rooms and turnstiles and and you know hallways all of those things will be challenging but you, there'll be a way to design the ability for employees to come into work if that's necessary safely it may be mm-hmm. you know staggered staggered work weeks it may mean um you know shifts that are smaller in size and and different um you know different uh work shift hours um so it's it's all going to be um able to be designed, um, but it's gonna take some effort. You wanna make sure that we do it safely and employees feel comfortable, but some of those environments will be a little bit easier to to accommodate. So, you know, when and how has to be taken um, both locally and by industry. And as, as I said before, but now's the time to make sure we know what our tools are that we have in our toolbox. To do it safely um, within those within those environments.
0: Yeah, when the time when the time is right. And mm-hmm. speaking about when the time is right, <laughs> um, do you think it is the time to be talking about reopening um, non-essential businesses?
1: You know, that's really not my call as the national yeah. council. But I will say that I do think every employer needs to look at the risk profiles, and we'll be providing some guidelines for thinking about, you know, where mm. you are on that risk profile regarding your operation. Um, And, you know, the the information that you have and making that decision, you know, on behalf of your business and employees, Um, as I said before, the right thing to do, though, is to make sure when people need to make that decision or feel comfortable making the decision that we've given them all the safety protocols and practices um, that would be warranted at that time.
0: Right, right. Well, I love to hear that you're working on a risk profile. I think that will be another really great tool for employers as they're trying to decide their timing and when is it right for them in their, in their state, their locality as well.
1: Yeah, you saw that the national government did sort of this phase one, phase two, phase three. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's important because you, you always want to know where you are and kind of how do you how do you think about, you know, what what you can de-risk to go forward and what are those actions? Um, that plan didn't have a lot on really workplace uh, risk profiles and, and going on that same kind of um, you know journey, and so uh, we'll be looking to do something that kind of goes in parallel with that.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. You know, I've been thinking um, a lot recently about you know back to what I learned when I was working on my graduate degree in safety, and one of my one of my professors. Shout out to Harv Bursky who taught me about the OSHA regulations. Um, You know, when when we were first introduced to the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1970 as a student, you know, one of the things that we were we were meant to memorize was this part of the of the OSHA Act that says that the the work is to assure so far as possible every working man and woman in the nation safe and healthful working conditions and to preserve our human resources and i really see that the work that the nsc Mm. is doing right now is really to meet that call and to meet that need of the act um from way back then oh thank you and you still could could recite it there i see it stuck it did. It did <laughs> stuck. It's kind of like, you know, if you were ever a Girl Scout or someone was a Boy Scout, you had that, you know, your, you know, you had your um, thing that you would, the pledge that you would say, and that one stuck in my head. <laughs> for well, it's,
1: And it's very apropos, because um, while it was, you know, written many, you know, several decades ago, the world changes and clearly the world changed under our feet in just the last couple months. But that challenge is still the same to keep everyone safe and, and to keep yeah. humanity. Um, in a whole state so we can live our fullest lives. And having employment and ensuring that we do that um, in a safe way and keep, keep our economy and our livelihoods running is what this is all about. And that safety challenge has just been sort of exacerbated here by a public health challenge that we have to, we have to find a way to partner and navigate. And so employers and employees can be safe.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, um, Lorraine. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Safer and its plans? And and for for our listeners, we'll be putting in the show notes links um, to the NSC, specifically to the page that you're talking about, Lorraine. But what else would you like to add?
1: Yeah, so thank you. Today, you'll find you know a description, and you'll you'll find the folks that have have, have signed on to contribute not only materials but also um, their intellectual. Uh, support to make sure we get the right kind of playbooks out to everybody. If you're interested in in sharing great, joining the task force, you know just let us know. Uh, that would be wonderful. Um, and then stay tuned over the next you know six weeks or so as stuff starts to to be provided out. Um, and please share it. We do know that that a lot of companies you know, are strapped for resources right now. If they've been on yeah. hold, they don't have cash. and the the thing we don't want them to to needlessly spend resources on, is duplicating playbooks and resources to help them come up safely. We want them to be able to come to this resource, especially small and mid-sized companies to be able to get the the benefit of what some of the, the larger, more global companies have already invested in and have you know graciously said, please hear you. So um, you know, reach out to others that you can recommend to come um, to the resources as we make them available. And then just, you know, just know that many times, you know, our employers. Have been asked to step up to a challenge whether it's you know in a given area with a hurricane or fires or other kinds of issues that that we've all wrestled with throughout our lives and and this will be this will be the same employers will rise to the challenge but we will need to do it together and it's a fairly it's a fairly formidable you know new state for us to be thinking about navigating I, I was talking to someone just the other day and said PPE is a term that only us safety geeks and people who are in you know <laughs> high risk uh, you know manufacturing, construction environments, and all of a sudden the entire globe knows what PPE is. Uh-huh. We <laughs> could feel good about that, but <laughs> is, at the same
0: it, time, oh, it's it's true. It's it's absolutely true. We've always you know safety and health professionals have always known you could only say PPE with your own with your own kind, and now yeah. we can say it without having to explain what that means. <laughs> exactly. In but it, in, yeah,
1: it it means though that uh, there's a heightened sensitivity and and apprehension and anxiety. Yeah, all of us to be safe and we you know we always have that when we were worried about our steel-toed shoes mm-hmm. and made sure our toes were fine, and now it's making sure that you know our health and our well-being uh, yeah. can be sound mm-hmm. as we do our jobs and enable services to be provided and uh, enable the engine that is this you know amazing country and this globe to go mm-hmm. online and. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that everybody's safe as we do that is, is paramount and truthfully, uh, you know, I'll end by saying how we address this as a nation of how workplaces can come back online, online safely, will in large part drive how we get through the pandemic, because we have to get to the other side of, of our economy coming back and safe employment yeah. is at the core of that.
0: Yeah. Preserving our human resources. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lorraine, thank you so much. Really appreciate the work of the NSC and your leadership um, in this endeavor. And we will definitely be spreading the word and our listeners of the podcast, I'm sure will be spreading the word but also wanting to um, check out those playbooks and consume them and probably some will be offering their voices to help as well.
1: Thank you, Jill. And thank you for sharing the word. We're all Mm -hmm. together.
0: Yeah, we we certainly are. And thank you for spending your time listening today. And more importantly, thank you for your contribution, making sure your workers, including your temporary workers, make it home safe every day. If you'd like to join the conversation about this episode or any of our previous episode... Follow our Facebook page and join the Accidental Safety Pro Community Group. If you aren't subscribed and want to hear past and future episodes, you can subscribe in iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, or any other podcast player you'd like. You can also find all the episodes at vividlearningsystems.com podcast. And if you could leave us a rating and review us on iTunes, it would really help us connect the show with more and more safety and health professionals like Lorraine and I. If you have a suggestion for a guest, including if it's yourself, please contact me at social at vividlearningsystems.com. Special thanks to Will Moss, our podcast producer. Until next time, thanks for listening.